It's now time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally. Grain prices aren't looking too flash. Kia ora, Charlotte. No, prices are continuing their downward trend, meaning some growers won't break even the season in the face of high production costs. Warm dry weather this season is making for a good harvest, which is in full swing. But Federated Farmers Arable Chairman David Burkett says grain inventories are running high from last season in the South Island and for maize in the north, which is impacting pricing. Last season was one of those years where we, the cupboards were cleaned out and um, there wasn't a lot of grain around anywhere. So we were seeing prices in the, in the mid-sixes, um, which we've, we've never seen before. And those prices now have come back to the, the mid-fours. And um, you know, looking at our cost of production, and we believe they should be around the $500 mark. So, yeah, there's a bit of a discrepancy there, but we will work through it and keep working with the companies and... And um, I think we'll probably see the global situation change. It's pretty fluid at the moment as well around pricing. Mr Burkett says a lot of international factors like the ongoing war in Ukraine impact prices, so there's not a lot local growers can do. He says by March there should be a clearer picture of demand for contracts coming into winter. To other news, the country's largest kiwifruit grower, Seeker, has reported a loss after tax of $14.5 million due to lower kiwifruit volumes last season. The full-year loss compares to a net profit of $6.5 million for the 2022 financial year. Chief Executive Michael Franks says last season's kiwifruit harvest was really difficult, which has been reflected in the result. You know, we'd had a very wet winter in 2022 and it was very warm. We had late spring frosts, we had high winds and cyclones in early 2023, and the yields accordingly right across the industry was, were, were significantly low. You know, in the case of gold yields, um, you know, under 10,000 trays a hectare at, you know, actually 9,300, uh, and Haywood yields under 7,000 trays a hectare. We haven't seen those yields for, for a very, very long time. It's very low. Michael Frank says this is the worst year the company has had in a very long time and it's reduced capital expenditure as a result. We had been gearing up with new machines and, and pushing a lot of automation into the business to handle anticipated higher volumes. What we did is we've slowed those down and slowed that rate of expenditure down to within depreciation now and just sort of taken a more jaundiced view to our capital programme. But in saying that, we're still doing the capital maintenance that we need to do to make sure that we're running a safe company. Michael Frank says Seeker expects to return to profit in this financial year with a bumper kiwifruit crop expected. Dairy company Sinlay is trimming its executive leadership team by one to reduce costs. Two weeks ago, the company advised the market it expects to report a first-half loss of between $17 and $21 million next month. In an update to the NZX this morning, Sinlay Chief Executive Grant Watson says two roles in the leadership team have been disestablished, but one new role has been created. Māori kiwifruit growers are pushing back against a proposed ban of hydrogen cyanamide, which is widely used in the kiwifruit industry to help buds form. The Environmental Protection Authority is reassessing its use and this week is hearing submissions in Tauranga. Industry group Māori kiwifruit growers is opposed to the ban. Chairman Anaru Timutimu says growing green kiwifruit is a good entry point for Māori. Banning the chemical would hurt those efforts. It is a threat to an already complex business. Some orchards, if the ban on high cane was enacted, will not be financially viable or under extreme distress. Many of our orchards are already under threat from disaster weather recovery uh, events. 
quality cha- challenges and increased operational costs. Meanwhile, Nai Tukurangi Trust has around 57 hectares of kiwifruit on the banks of the Mahipahi Peninsula in Tauranga. Its general manager, Andrew Wood, says it's used the chemical safely over the past 30 years, as its neighbours include 40 homes, Akura, Tumarai and public cycleways. We have never, ever received a complaint in all that time or observed any of the EPA's reported adverse effects. We believe that due to our robust safety measures around high cane application, it can be sprayed to the benefit of our commercial operation without a detrimental impact on our whenua, our people and the wider Matapihi community. The Trust's policy analyst, Lauren Waitford, says it has not seen sufficient evidence that the chemical is harmful to people or the environment. I want to reiterate that our neighbours are our whānau. If there were any harm being caused because of what was happening on our orchards, we would cease activities immediately, especially if if it was a suspected carcinogen or there was a risk to our tyre. The Trust cannot see how this reassessment has been able to continue, having listened to what has been presented thus far and being abreast of some of the uh, key application documents. The hearing runs all week, then a final decision will be published within 30 working days. And just lastly, a team of Mongolian shearers who normally use scissors to clip their sheep are set to compete in this year's Golden Shears event. The team of nine men and one woman were taught how to use modern clippers by a dozen Kiwi shearers last year as part of the Shear Mongolia program. Organiser Paul Bro says the team paid their own way to come to New Zealand this summer to work and compete. They've got a challenge because of the language barrier. It's really hard to explain what a second cut is and uh, and their gear is it's hard to get it right. Um, but they'll do their best. To, you know, they're not lacking guts. They'll have a go. And even, um, you know, the, most of them have never been in a stadium before. They've never seen a competition, anything like the Golden Shears. So they'll be really nervous. But um, they'll, they'll have a ton of guts. They'll get up there and they'll do their best. Mr Bro says New Zealand shearers have enjoyed working with the Mongolian gang in wool sheds in the lead up to the big event. They never miss a beat. They get up every day at half past four, which is something they've never done in their lives, and get in a van and get taken to work where they work all day. And, and we've had uh, some of them shearing, some have been wool handling and pressing. They take every opportunity. They jump on a stand and, and try and um, practice enough so that they can Firstly, go home and shoot their sheep in Mongolia with a machine, but also they want to get good enough so that they can come back next year and, and grab a stand. That's Paul Bro, and the Golden Shears kick off in Masterton tomorrow. And that's the Rural News for today. Thank you very much, Sally Murphy.